the Bible Study Podcast, episode 594. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the Gospel of Mark with chapter 5. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. Mark 5 has just two stories, one of Jesus casting out a demon and one of Jesus healing two women, a young woman and an older woman. And it starts like this. They went across the lake in the region of the Gerasenes. When Jesus got out of the boat, a man with an impure spirit came from the tombs to meet him. This man lived in the tombs, and no one could bind him any more, not even with a chain. For he had often been chained hand and foot, but he tore the chains apart and broke the irons on his feet. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and in the hills, he would cry out and cut himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and fell on his knees in front of him. He shouted at the top of his voice, What do you want with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? In God's name, don't torture me. For Jesus had said, Come out of this man, you impure spirit. Then Jesus asked him, What is your name? My name is Legion, he replied, for we are many. And he begged Jesus again and again not to send them out of the area. A large herd of pigs was feeding on the nearby hillside. The demons begged Jesus, send us among the pigs, allow us to go into them. He gave them permission, and the impure spirits came out and went into the pigs. The herd, about 2,000 in number, rushed down the steep bank into the lake and were drowned. Those tending the pigs ran off and reported this in the town and countryside, and the people went out to see what had happened. When they came to Jesus, they saw the man who had been possessed by the legion of demons sitting there dressed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. Those who had seen it told the people what had happened to the demon-possessed man and told about the pigs as well. Then the people began to plead with Jesus to leave their region. As Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with him. Jesus did not let him, but said, Go home to your own people, and tell them how much the Lord has done for you, and how he has had mercy on you. So the man went away and began to tell in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him, and all the people were amazed. So this is something that happens on the far side of the Sea of Galilee, in an area called the Decapolis, where the ten cities. Those ten cities would be cities like uh, Jeresh, which you can still visit, or Amman, uh, which are in Jordan. And this is not a Jewish region, and if you were thinking it was a Jewish region, the big hint was there was a large herd of pigs. This is a region composed of other people, and Jesus goes across the lake here, and in crossing the lake he runs into this man who is possessed by a legion of demons. This man who has become strong and unbindable, who spends his time just crying out and hurting himself, and he recognizes that Jesus is the Son of God, the Son of the Most High God. And this may seem odd, but demons would have a longer memory than a man would. They had been there for the fall of Satan and his legions. And our understanding is that the Son of God was in heaven with God ahead of time before he became Jesus, before he was incarnate. And so they recognize him, 
and they beg for mercy, which is interesting seeing demons beg for mercy to Jesus. And the mercy they ask for is, we don't want to leave this area. We don't want to go back to hell. And so they ask to go in these pigs, and these pigs jump off a cliff. Well, this causes quite a tumult, as you can imagine. And so the people, when they come, they see two things. They see a bunch of dead floating pigs in the sea, this crazy person in their right mind. And like Jesus' disciples in the last chapter, who were terrified when they were in the storm, and they were terrified when the storm ended because they understood the power of Jesus, they are afraid, and they're afraid of Jesus. And we know this because they say, please, please leave. We don't want any part of you. You scare us. And I think sometimes when Jesus doesn't scare us, it's because we don't understand who he is. The demons understood who he was, and he scared them. The people got a good glimpse at the power of this Jesus, and it scared them. And I think if we are not at times afraid of the power of God, then we misunderstand how powerful God is. But God also steps into Jesus and steps into the life of this man who they find in his right mind. And so Jesus says, you stay behind. You don't come with me. I want to leave you behind as somewhat an unpleasant reminder of this visit of Jesus. I want to leave you behind as a reminder that God has been here, a reminder that Jesus has been here to tell this story to your people. We are also called to tell our stories to our people, how God has dealt with us. However bad a shape he found us in, what God has done for us. And it continues, Jesus raises a dead girl and heals a sick woman. When Jesus had again crossed over by boat to the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered around him while he was by the lake. Then one of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came, and when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. He pleaded earnestly with him, My little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. So Jesus went with him. A large crowd followed and pressed around him. A woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for twelve years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors, and had spent all she had, yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak, because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately her bleeding stopped, and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. At once Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, "'Who touched my clothes?' You see people crowding around you, his disciples answered, and yet you can ask, who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet, trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. He said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. While Jesus was still speaking, some people came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. Your daughter is dead. They said, why bother the teacher anymore? Overhearing what they said, Jesus told him, don't be afraid, just believe. He did not let anyone follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. 
When they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw a commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, Why all this commotion and wailing? The child is not dead, but asleep. But they laughed at him. After he put them all out, he took the child's father and mother and disciples who were with him. He went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and said to her, Talitha kum, which means little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately the girl stood up and began walking around. She was twelve years old. At this they were completely astonished. He gave strict orders not to let anyone know about this and told them to give her something to eat. Two women, one young, one old, one twelve years old, and one suffering for twelve years. Two people of faith, the synagogue leader Jairus, who may or may not have been a big fan of Jesus. We don't know. We know that he often clashed with the Pharisees, but we know that this person knows that Jesus can help. We know that this person knows that when Jesus puts his hand on his daughter, she will be healed and live. And this woman of faith, who, because she has been bleeding for 12 years, would be considered 12 years unclean, and should not be touching Jesus, should not be touching anyone, should not be in this crowd, but who knows if she could just touch Jesus' clothes, she will be healed. And she is. But Jesus doesn't let her go home without talking to her, without confronting her, without telling her, Your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering without declaring publicly that this woman who may have been an outcast is now healed. But all of this happens on the way to this sick daughter, right in the middle of this. And it says she tells Jesus the whole truth. How long does this take to tell the whole truth of 12 years of suffering and many, many physicians? Is it described as briefly as Mark puts it, or does it take long enough for the little girl who is sick to die? We don't know, but we can imagine the agony of Jairus waiting for Jesus to deal with who touched me and what happened, and you are healed, as he urgently, urgently wants Jesus to come to his house and heal his daughter. God's priorities are not always the same as ours, but in the pausing here to heal this other woman, to to confront this other woman and tell her that she is a child of faith, this other girl dies. But that's okay, because God can deal with that too. Jesus is capable of dealing with that too. And so even though they come and say, you know, sorry, it's too late. Your daughter's dead. Don't bother the teacher. He is more than a teacher, as he shows, but he shows to a very small group of people, to Peter, James, John, Jairus, and Jairus's wife. And he goes in and he calls the girl back to life. Because Jesus can change our situation, whether it is a new problem 
like this 12-year-old girl or an old problem, like this woman who has been suffering for 12 years. Jesus can come into that situation and change it and restore us. And it's okay for us to ask him to do that. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. Dedicating time each day to spend feeding our minds and our hearts the truth of God's Word is immensely helpful in our growth as followers of Christ. I'm John Stonge, and each day I host a show called Daily Devotions with Pastor John. On the show, I spend just a few minutes taking an applicational look at one or two verses of Scripture before coming to the Lord in prayer. If you'd like to make a habit of spending more time meditating on the truth of God's Word, You can listen to Daily Devotions with Pastor John at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcasting app.